Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Eight rages on today. Trying to talk about the NBA Finals. A lot of debates man, it looks nice out there today. Yes, it's yeah. beautiful yeah. out here today, man. Today, yeah. Yeah, beautiful out here today. Looks like clear skies. The Brooklyn Bridge there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Trying to talk It'll about the NBA It'll be raining tomorrow, but, today. you know. What are you doing, Jay? I'm just touching my nose. Why are you touching your nose? Because we were telling a lot of big nose jokes before. Yeah. During the break. I remember when I used to uh, do interviews on HBO Boxing, sometimes I would see a replay, and the fighter would be there, and the, the microphone would be in his face, and all of a sudden, just this nose would float into the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Not me, just the nose would float into the screen because, you know, the key, they're just trying to keep the camera on the fighter. But somehow my nose would get, would get would wind up in the screen. Not me, just, just your the nose. mic and a nose. Just your nose. Yeah, yeah. Mm. well, that's, it. that's how it goes. Mm. Um, I mentioned that we are presented by Progressive Insurance, coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. We've been, the debate's been raging today about who's more talented between Michael Jackson and Chris Brown. By the way, and I don't want to throw this out there, but I'm going to. <laughs> Most talented person in the world right now, Jamie Foxx. See, no one's even brought him up. Let, okay. we, could, we, could, we could turn it into a whole new I'm thing. Not, I'm not mad at that. I mean, what can that brother do? At, a, at an elite level, it's ridiculous. His stand-up is great. His acting career is great. Singing is great. Yeah, he, what, what, this dude does everything. You know who else does everything? Oh, there's Jason Tatum. <laughs> We've been talking a lot about the series, about the finals from the point of view of the Warriors. But, man, guys, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Here's Tatum on, on his relationship with Jalen Brown. These are two best players on a team that might be close to winning a title right now. Because uh, we, we want to. We want to win uh, by any means. I think two young guys that are, you know, ultra-competitive, uh, passionate about what we do, and just want to win by any means necessary. And everybody in that locker room knows it. Um, and, you know, we're not perfect. We're 24. He's 25. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I know everybody expects everything to happen just like that. But it took time. It, it takes time. But, you know, two of the hardest working guys. And, uh, you know, we got the trust of our teammates uh, to lead this group. And that's what we've been trying to do. So, Key, out of all the young duos in the league, right, like – Jason Tatum just said it, 24-25, man. Like, there's nobody I'd rather buy more stock in than Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I said this yesterday. I truly do believe that Jalen Brown is the attitude for this team. And Jason Tatum, I give him a lot of credit because, you know, when they were first together, when a lot of people were trying to break them up, it was about who is the alpha. Like, somebody, like, you can't have two alphas on a team. And I think Jason Tatum has taken this road in which – Jalen, he lets Jalen Brown do his thing, and he rises to the occasion in moments, right? It doesn't need to be, I need to be the alpha all the time. He meaning Tatum Ta- rises to the occasion in moments. That's what yeah. I just said. Right, but I wasn't sure who the, he referred to between Tatum and I, Brown. I just, I just said that Brown, but I'm yeah. confused now. No, no. I, don't I, don't, I, don't I, confuse it, Max. Max, <laughs> don't confuse Jay, because okay. you know how that goes. Yeah, eight and I'll never find my way eight. back. Plus two equals twenty four. So Man, don't I, you know what I was saying yesterday? Jay, don't was, confuse. I said eight plus eight plus two it leaves you another six hours in the day, That's and that is twenty four. How many Did hours do you the think there are? Hours, How many hours do you think there are in a day? This is what he does. Not, just, you know, not, eight plus not, eight plus two equals. Uh, yes, that 18. is what you said. But I, I agree with you six. in what terms of the two 
I was thinking when you said the two most talented guys duo right now in the NBA, it's them by a landslide, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, Keelan, talking dudes, about stock you want more in the future, right? Because they're oh, 24 yeah, and 25. Because sure. I'm not saying they're the best duo in the league. No, I'm just bro, saying. I'm talking about age-wise yes. is what I'm talking about. Who you want about. going forward. Yeah, who you yeah. want going Those forward. Those two, like, absolutely. I mean, when you look at them, man, it's ridiculous how they could just do the things that they've been able to do, not only this year, but in past years prior to people wanting to break them up. I mean, they've been to, what, three Eastern Conference Finals together, now they're in the NBA Final. It, look, if they continue to on this trajectory, they're going to be something special down the line. We're going to look at two kids that we look up 10 years from now having won multiple championships and being able to have that conversation about who is the best in the world? Is it him or is it him? Sort of kind of like the Shaq-Kobe conversation that was going on for a long time in L.A. when they were you together. Think so? You think so? You think we're going to be having a, a conversation? I mean, I don't I, – I Yeah, don't, you're going to be having – About Jason Tatum, you're saying eventually. Yeah, eventually because yeah, okay, if, okay. if they go on for whatever reason, a lot of people like yourself got them winning the championship right about now based on the way you <laughs> why, talk. Why are you going to um, talk? You ain't talking for me. I can talk for my damn self. Yeah, but you, 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 and Max done all of a sudden they win game three. Y'all start. I'm the one over here preaching. It's a series of ebbs and flows. Like not to jump to conclusions. But if they get this one, let's just assume they get it. We just do it for. We'll do it for radio talk. Jay's insisting we have to. We have to pretend they win this one already. Okay, yeah. So they win this one. They win this one. Now all of a sudden they got one. Now you look up, and the rest is just coming because they getting. They get into confidence. Now, all of a sudden, it becomes an attraction for for veteran free agents, uh, trade partners that may want to come there and play with a young cast. I mean, they can be in that Golden State sort of mindset the way we looked at Golden State several years ago. I don't know about that. Why not? I don't know about that. I mean, Golden Why State not? made it to the final six out of eight years. I yeah, but Jay, I, I, they did make it to the Eastern Conference Final three times, I, 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 which years was a now, step five, away they, from the they finals. Made, they made it to the Eastern Conference three times out of five years. No, I'm trying to think. I don't know three, how many years. I don't four have the stats years, in front five of me. years, but it's it's. it's oh, 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 I, I hear you say, I'm just saying the NBA Finals. Oh, that I, six out of eight is a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. That's a man, that's but a they, lot. But they cooking. And, and, I, I get they're cooking, but we can talk about look 24 and 25. Giannis is 27. Well, I didn't Chris say Middleton, nobody wouldn't I, be in their way. I know Chris Middleton is 30. So. I'm telling you right now, Boston doesn't win if Middleton is healthy, but go ahead. I agree with yeah. you on that. I think Milwaukee's a better team. Let me ask this. If they win this year, which but at this moment, happen, injuries at this Boston's, moment Boston's up 2-1, to one, so, yes. and they have another home game So uh, right now. So let's say that they're favored to win, and they, let's just assume for a second, as Key says, that they win. I would say that they're the kind of team in the next four or five years that could get another one. They could wind up sitting on two chips in yeah. five years. That's yes. not Golden State level dominance, but it's pretty damn it's good. Pretty damn, it's, it's, yeah. yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, but but dominance to me isn't necessarily getting to a championship every single year like a LeBron, like a like a Golden State. It's being in the mix in the, and then yeah. getting one. Yeah. Being in the mix then getting one. Being in the mix then getting Which, one. Which by the that's way, before MJ, before MJ, that's what it was. Like the Celtics and Lakers didn't win three in a row, didn't win it every year. There are plenty of times where they lost the finals. Then MJ came along. Then you were expected to win the finals every single year. But actually, throughout, you know, only Bill Russell and MJ was it like that. Otherwise, you win one, you make one, but you don't win. You make the conference finals. You know, you win another one like that. That's most and dominant franchise. And let's just be uh, look. I give all the credit into the in, in the world for Boston. 
them going through the gauntlet. But, like, let's actually break down what the gauntlet was, right? You're talking about KD, Kyrie, like, not playing like, all the stuff that they went through this year. Ben Simmons not being activated. Joe Harris not being in the court. Not taking anything away from Boston. They won the game. They were supposed to win, right? Talk about Philly, Joel Embiid. Like, the, the facial fracture, right? Like, yeah. him going through that stuff, not playing a lot. Like, there's a lot of things that kind of go Chris no, Middleton not being there. No, that's like, true, And I'm not, I'm not making any excuses. Boston no, deserves true. to be there. I'm just saying. Uh, the Eastern Conference is going to be tough, man. Everything you're saying is true, Jay. But we also got to look at what Brad Stevens has been able to do, making strategic moves since he's taken over, doing certain things. He, yeah. I'm sure – the Boston Celtics are not going to sit pat knowing that there's a KD running around in the conference. There's a Giannis running around in the conference. You look up in the offseason and they bring something to add themselves, something big, where all of a sudden they got a big three now. Yeah. And, and you just, you know, you know how it goes, man. Yeah. They're not going to sit there and be like, Tatum and Brown is all we need when they know that there's a KD, a Kyrie, and a Simmons. There's a James Harden and an Embiid. And there's a Giannis in the Middleton. There's a Jimmy Butler potentially down there with uh, Donovan Mitchell in Miami. I mean, they, they're smart enough to we, know we, that. I'm trying to think of what other, Donovan Mitchell in Miami, huh? what see, other duo 25 I mean, or unders even in the conversation. You know what I mean? I mean? We're still wait. Well, we're still waiting what? to see who Luca's going to be matched up. Yeah, with, right, right. Ja but Morant. At this moment, Ja and Luca don't have a running mate like that, right? They don't have a dude no. like Jalen Brown. No, let's they say, don't. Or, or Jason Tatum. I don't even think there's a, another duo in the conversation right now. I'm trying to think of who it could be. Keyshawn J. Willemax is presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at one eight hundred Progressive and Progressive dot com. Tom Brady's back in Tampa. I mean, when people say back, he never really left, y'all. 40-day retirement? So if he just doesn't say that out loud, then nothing changed, right? But would he rather have been in a different city in Florida? Was that what that whole thing was really about? We hear from the GOAT. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. There's Jeremy Fowler, ESPN senior NFL writer. You can see him on ESPN News right now. What up, what up, what up? What's going on, Jeremy? Gentlemen, good morning. So, Jeremy, our open to hot news or not news is about Tom Brady to the Dolphins, basically. Well, 
Brady was asked about it yesterday and said this. I mean, it's, again, I had a lot of conversations with a lot of people, as I've had for the last three or four years in my career, about, you know, different opportunities when I'm done playing with football. So, um, you know, I kind of made a decision of what I'd like to do. You know, I'll, be, I'll get to be in the game of football. And I think for me the most important thing is where I'm at now, you know, what I hope to do for this team. That's, that's been my commitment to, you know, this, this team and organization. It's been so much fun for me to come here two years ago. It's been almost two and a half years now, and uh, it's been an incredible part of my football journey. Is that hot news or not news, Jeremy? Max, this is hot news. This is magma hot news because he could have said no. I had no interest in playing for the Miami Dolphins or, you know, I'm only focused on the Tampa Bay Bucks. But he said he had a lot of conversations with a lot of people, which tells me that there was some serious smoke around the Dolphins situation, uh, which, you know, portends to the future a little bit. He's a free agent next year. He didn't do a contract extension with Tampa. This is probably not going away. Maybe there'll be a flirtation next offseason to play for the Dolphins. I I think this is an underplayed story league-wide. Uh, that the best player of all time almost went down to Miami to potentially be like a part owner slash quarterback. Um, yeah, I still think he goes to the Fox booth next year because he's got that contract done, but we'll see. It is hot news for sure. And my colleague, Jay Williams, kind of broke it in a roundabout way, way long time ago before anybody, he just didn't name names, he gave clues. But let me make another hot statement here. I used to like Tom Brady like yesterday. But then again, today I don't like him now. What changed? Like, Why do you, you – I don't. You said he gave he's me the whole – he just kind of sound like Tom Brady from New England where over the last two and a half years it sounded like a <laughs> yeah. brand-new Tom Brady. Jeremy, now it's like the same boring Tom Brady from New England. Well, you know, I talk to a lot of guys and people. Like, come on, Tom, give me something. <laughs> Jeremy, it's hot news, and it leads this conversation because yesterday I saw two pieces of breaking news where I'm like, damn, who's going to get it done first? Will LeBron James own an NBA franchise in Vegas before Tom Brady becomes part owner of an NFL franchise potentially in Miami? Mm. Who wins that race? Mm. It's interesting. You know who wins the race? I'm going to go LeBron because he's he's got a billion on You know who wins the race? I'm going to throw one in there. Peyton Manning wins the race. With the Broncos? With the Broncos. Hmm. Well, it's like an advisory role. Is that like part owner slash advisory? We're going to frame it a certain yeah, way yeah. so we don't make people mad out in the universe. Exactly. I, like that. I think LeBron's actually <laughs> going to be an owner of a team, though. Like, not front like to group. Like majority owner. Yeah. yeah, I think LeBron's going to be the first one to do it. Like, officially yeah, own the he team. he can put something on it. I mean, he's got real money. He's got real money. B. B. Billion with a B. Devontae Adams confirmed that he left the Packers for less money with the Raiders, Jeremy, because of the uncertainty of Rodgers' career. Hot news or not news? This is hot news. You know, Keyshawn was talking about Tom Brady maybe not giving us some juicy quotes. Devontae Adams came with the heat yesterday and is is telling the truth. And to add to that, you know, I was hearing that this, look, this has been going on for a while. He pretty much knew that he was leaving Green Bay for a pretty long time, probably sometime last offseason, last summer, you know, when things were getting weird in Green Bay, he's like, hey, I can go somewhere warm, play with my guy Derek Carr. Like, he was dropping hints about Vegas a while ago. So I don't think things were as rosy in Green Bay uh, as they were made out to be. And so this is a guy who's happy. He's got his new deal. He's out west. Um, and, and the Raiders are coming, you know. So th- this is hot news to me. It is certainly hot news because it gives you a little bit of insight on 
somewhat of the culture and what's going on, like Jeremy said, in Green Bay. Not just with Aaron Rodgers' thought process, but how the Green Bay Packers organization is somewhat structured and run because you offered more money and the guy decided to turn it down. And I'm not Mm. talking about they gave me a dollar and they offered me 175 as more money. I mean, the Green Bay Packer offer was a blowaway offer, and he decided not to take it. This is what I love about professional sports. Because yeah, it, if you, Jeremy, if you get to a point in your career where, look, I want to play with who I want to play with, right? Like, that's, I want to play with Derek yeah. Carr. I feel differently about Derek Carr than I do about Aaron Rodgers, which speaks volumes about the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Actually, I think the, the biggest story yeah. here is it speaks volumes about the Las Vegas Raiders, because there has to be a healthy enough culture, you know, not just, oh, my guy's playing there, for Derek Carr to show you what he can do, for other players to say, I can win there, I can be happy there. Not only is Vegas a great spot and Derek Carr's a real good quarterback and he's my dude, but that can be a winning place. Uh, To me, it says the most about the Raiders moving out Key's favorite coach. Uh, Things seem to have opened up there, Key. Look, man, I'm not even going there. Ask Jeremy another question. <laughs> Kyle Shanahan says that the relationship with Debo Samuel uh, has always been good. Hot news or not news? I'm going to go not news because we, we, we know the dynamics of the situation. And for, as far as I've heard, Debo Samuel has not officially rescinded his trade request. And there's been no major progress on a new deal. And so what are we talking about here? The 49ers have said eight or nine times, like, hey, we love Debo, and, you know, we, we believe everything's going to be good. Well, they kind of have to prove that. I, I don't know that that's a slam dunk uh, based on all that's gone on there with his trade request. So they got some, some work to do. Not news right now. Yeah, I'm with you again, Jeremy. It's not news. Yes, all coaches love the players that's on their team. There's no question. What are you supposed to say? Well, I don't like Debo Samuel. We're not, we don't get along. And you mentioned John Gruden. He always would tell me how much he liked me in front of me and then tell somebody else something totally different behind closed doors. So that's what coaches do. Oh, boy. Come on, Max. Let's remove the show. Jeremy, let's go. I, I, oh, wait, Jeremy, I, I'm curious. What are you hearing about the way Trey, Trey Lance looks at minicamp so far? Minicamp, good. I mean, he, his, it, it's weird because, you know, there was a lot of speculation about whether Trey Lance was ready and if the team was impressed with, you know, his skill set and his arm strength behind the scenes. I can tell you that arm strength ain't the issue. Skill set ain't the issue. Uh, they were happy with what they have, except, you know, really just the, the learning curve is what they know he has to catch up on, like navigating sort of the chaos of like 11-man football with all that's going on with all he's learned at the NFL level. He's played like, like 200 and something snaps in the last two years. So he's not, he hasn't really been ready. Uh, but minicamp, they were happy. Like they cleaned up his throwing motion. Things look a little smoother. So he's on the right track. Mm. Everything's going to be fine. It, just, it was sort of a long year learning behind the scenes. Mm. Yeah, Jay, you, you, I was with you, as I said the other day. I was with you at Duke. You thought I was Warren Moon throwing a football in T-shirts <laughs> and shorts. If Aaron Donald was chasing me, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be Warren Moon. I'd be right. more like uh, somebody, uh, Jamarcus Russell or something. Please. Most yeah, importantly, no changes things in a hurry. Most importantly, Jeremy Fowler, I need you to listen to this from Ryan Clark on DC and RC does that pod with with Cormier. Um, listen to Ryan Clark on Chris Brown and Michael Jackson. He is the greatest of all time. We will never see another yes. entertainer take over the world the way that Michael Jackson did. Never see one yeah. have the career. Okay. I am simply speaking about talent. I'm simply speaking about skills. There is nothing 
Let me repeat it again. There is nothing that Michael Jackson can do or could do that Chris Brown can't. You want Michael Jackson to sing? Chris Brown can sing. You want Michael Jackson to dance? Chris Brown can dance. You think Mike, You think Chris Brown can't go remake the Thriller video? He can't do that choreography and crush it? Come on. Now, I ask you this, though, DC. Here is what I ask you. You ever seen Michael Jackson play basketball? Chris Brown could play basketball. Have you? Did you ever see? Did you ever see Michael Jackson while he was dancing flip, be acrobatic? Chris Brown can do that. We ever see Michael Jackson paint? Chris Brown can paint. You ever hear Michael Jackson rap? Yeah, rap was out oh while God, Michael's old. Chris Brown can rap. Michael he Jackson just, can't do none just, of those things. Is, no, you is are. Michael, you are. Hey, bro, you are. DC. <laughs> Michael Jackson is Tom Brady. He's the greatest of all time. You know who I think is more talented than Tom Brady? Aaron Rodgers. And I'm right. He makes a, he ma- you know what? Mic. Listening to listening to RC's argument, I understand it better now. And he makes an interesting point. Jeremy, where yeah. are you on this? Yeah, I'm with RC. I really am. I mean, Chris Brown's the cheat code. Put him on hundreds of songs as a feature. Makes it better. Best dancer we've probably seen. I mean, he does flips. I mean, some of the performances he used to do back in the day are crazy. Um, you know, Michael Jackson's in his class by itself. But, I mean, Chris Brown is – if we're talking talent, I, I like the Tom Brady-Aaron Rodgers analogy. I could get with that. Thank Key? you, Jeremy, Key? for spitting knowledge on these two. Key, are you being persuaded you. at all by these arguments? Come on, Key. No, I'm not. Just because he can flip. Woo, Michael Jackson didn't put that routine in his uh, – no, he didn't put that routine in his choreography. So what does that mean? That means he can't do it? I mean, like, come on, man, stop. Yeah. Y'all, y'all falling for the banana in the tailpipe. <laughs> well, what's interesting to me about RC's argument is, to me, people conflate, as I said earlier, talent and skill. Talent's the capacity to do something. Skill is what you yeah. refine in order to do it, right? So – a lot of times, oh, this guy's more skilled, Kyrie's more, this one's more. Yeah, they're more skilled. That doesn't mean they're greater or more talented. It no. means that they came along now, right, more advanced. So, and, but, and, but RC and, is also making the case not only for skill with Chris Brown, but also for talent. talent. Just because Chris Brown could rap doesn't mean Mike couldn't rap. Mike, Mike probably just don't want to do that. That's just not AJ his. That's rap. not his thing. Nah, man, you don't know that, he, man. But you don't know he, that he was he around. He was that. around for the whole thing Stop. with rap, and he didn't never try. He didn't even it. try it. Yeah, because it might not it, look. Maybe when that, he said Michael Mama Jackson Mama had Mama bubbles, Mama Kusa, he thought he was. Michael rapping. Jackson had a monkey yeah. named Bubbles. Man, stop! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, come on. Yeah, I'm just that, saying. That's the tiebreaker. Right yeah. yeah, what does that mean? Because he he can't rap. He been around. Bubbles. Bubbles. He talks yeah, about bubbles, I'm slick, man. Right? A lot of bubbles. He calls me a slick talker, but listen to that one, man. Michael Jackson had a monkey Boy, named Bubbles. Stop. What? One. Come on. When have you ever <laughs> seen that? When have you, other than Michael Jackson, in our young lifetimes? When do we ever see another human being with a pet monkey? Other I mean, than I've Mike. i Mike Tyson with a pet tiger. Tiger, yeah. No, I mean, but that things- was after <laughs> that was after Michael Jackson had the Once monkey. Once again, Mike Tyson <laughs> had the pet tiger, but Michael Jackson blazed the trail. Uh, what about this? Here's another one I want to throw. I'm going to throw his name out if you're talking about because I could hear RC expanding the scope of the conversation. How many different things Chris Brown could do? Jamie Foxx, to me, most talented person in the world. Jamie Foxx, number one. Where are you on Jamie Foxx versus Chris Brown? I need to know real quick, Jeremy. No? 
You're asking me about Jamie yeah. Foxx? Yeah. I, I like Jamie Foxx. Talent. I don't know if he's talent. the most talented no, person in the world. Like, Max likes throwing the curveball in there, right. you know, to kind of take the well, conversation. I heard where yeah, yeah. I mean, right. if we're talking actors, I'd go yeah, Denzel over him. Uh, Jamie Foxx is as great as an actor as, as we have. Great stand-up, great everything. Yeah. What, is, what he doesn't he do? Bubbles. Bubbles. <laughs> All right, we're going to continue this conversation. Yeah. I, I, we we got to know what kind of pets Jamie Foxx has for the tiebreaker. Yeah, that's I, a good I don't point. Know what kind of pets he has. Hey, Jamie, if you're listening, call in. We'll continue this conversation, plus the end of the Warriors run. That's Jeremy Fowler, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, Jeremy. Something tells me, guys, that people want to talk. 888-SAY-ESPN. <laughs> 729-3776. People are going to want to talk about uh, Michael Jackson <laughs> versus Chris Brown for talent. I didn't fully understand mm-hmm. R.C.'s argument. He really is not just arguing skill, but also mm-hmm. arguing talent. So you were arguing before you even knew what R.C. was talking about? No, this wouldn't be the first time. Yes. <laughs> hey, look who we have. The great Monica McNutt with us right now. Hey, Monica. What up, cuz? Hi, guys. Hey, Jay. What's up, Key? Hey, Max. Hey, Auntie. How you doing? Auntie, look at that. Come on, bro. You're trying to make me so old. We got to get it together. It's like one third your age. There you go. There you go. That's much better. Monica, talent. In terms of talent, Michael Jackson or Chris Brown? Ah. Stump the chef. What happened was. um, Okay, okay. So I'm going to go a little biased here. This is a terrible argument. But I actually really like that Christmas movie that Chris Brown was in. So on the acting side, oh. okay, okay. I'm, I might lean Chris Brown. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. okay. It's okay to say it. It's okay, Monica. To just say, see, I think. You see, yeah, just say Breezy was wow. more talented. That's all. He's more. It, I, you, I, I can see hear the my dad disowning me now, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> RC makes up these great points about, you know, hey, he could do. You could do all the choreographed dances that Michael Jackson has been able to do. You, you don't see Michael Jackson flipping, doing acrobatic stuff. You basketball player. I mean, it, it, you didn't it, see Dr. J do some stuff that Vince Carter could do, but it doesn't mean that anyone's more talented than Dr. J. Well, Vince Carter's not more talented. I'll, I'll talented is in. different than skill. Yeah, go ahead, Key. My, Michael Jackson had bubbles, and on top of him having <laughs> bubbles, he also had he also had a cartoon. Chris Brown had a cartoon. I don't know Why if that's Why do you keep talent, bringing the monkey bubbles back into it? What is that? <laughs> what? I don't. This show And he this had morning. a cartoon, what? Jay. Yes, Chris Brown had no cartoon, man. Mr. T had a cartoon. He's not in this country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> we don't know what Chris Brown will do. He has a little daughter now. He might get into the cartoon space, you know. Yeah, you that's know. what I'm saying. Yeah, because he he he's an artist. By the way, guys. No, Chris Brown, Chris Brown, really talented. Yeah. No question about it. But MJ... I mean, yeah, come on, man. Y'all tripping. In his dad, when he did the moonwalk on Motown 25, I'm just telling you, that's the biggest moment in the history of popular you're, culture you, anywhere in the world. Try to make the in case, the world. History trying of the world. to make the Huge. case that Vince Carter is not more talented than Dr. J. Talent. No, Dr. J, if he was around when Vince was around, what would have been happening? doing some different kind of stuff. Monica, get this, man. It's, Monica it's, it's, will be on the Vince call Carter. of Game 4 of the NBA Finals on ESPN Radio. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern. Monica, Steph will play in Game 4. What do you expect from mm-hmm. Steph after leaving game three with that ankle injury with a couple minutes left in the game? I expect him to be Steph. Um, I, don't think, I don't think the injury is going to be a huge deal. I mean, he said post game that he's familiar with it after having a similar 
thing happened with Marcus Smart in March in Boston. Um, and I just think Steph is an ultra competitor on this stage. I think his ankle would have to be falling off for it to significantly impact his game. Furthermore, though, y'all, even if Steph continues to show up with 40-plus, like, he's got to get some support, um, particularly on the defensive end where the Golden State Warriors were not who we thought they were um, in Game 3. Monica, I, I, you know, we talk about Steph being tired multiple games in this series, right? Because obviously he's being targeted defensively, Marcus Smart, you know, what, it's 50 points in the paint that the Celtics had, and a lot of those were you know, post-ups from Marcus Smart going against that individual matchup of Stephen Curry. So him moving around so much, I, I wonder if that affects his shooting ability with his ankles being tight. Like, will we see shots that are short because of how they're going to force him to do so much on the court, and then all of a sudden having that tightness in your ankle, you know how that stuff works. It, it feels worse day two, day three, yeah. more so than day one. Yeah, I hear you, Jay, but I think uh, for me sitting courtside, the one thing that is constant is is Steph's ability to get his shot off and get it off quickly without a bunch of time, right? Mm -hmm. I think you see, to your point in terms of if that ankle is tight, you see a little bit more on the defensive end as opposed to the offensive end potentially. But I think they're going to go through everything they can in terms of treatment or they have over this last 48 hours. I asked Steve Kerr about the short turnaround time. He's like, nah, it's just like a regular season game. They're not going to make too much of it. And so... I'm not really concerned about Steph. Again, for me, it's not Steph. It's everybody else. Mm. So, Draymond Green, we've been talking a lot heading into game three. 15 points, 15 fouls. Yeah, we were, but we were talking heading into game three because his energy, you know, he brought it in game two. How are the refs going to respond and this and that? And then he says after game three, he didn't play with the force he needed to, right? I, I wonder how much of that is because of what a deal his game two was made out of, right? But what do you think about him needing to play with more force, Monica? So I, 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 the entire Warriors organization is using that word. In fact, Steve Kerr said to us, you know, when you play with more force, and I'll throw in energy, paraphrase a bit, on the defensive end, you earn the right for shots to go in. And obviously mm-hmm. being an offensive juggernaut is not Draymond's calling card, but he is certainly the catalyst of the energy on the defensive end of the floor. And he sets the table offensively. Here's what I'm kind of noticing, y'all. I feel like everybody in the playoffs had these sort of swing games, right? Outside of the Warriors in the, what was it, the 40-point drubbing from the Grizzlies. Other than that, for the most part, we've seen these swings all play off long. And I don't know if this is their first taste of it because they are up against a much more formidable opponent in terms of what they look to do. But, like, to me, the Celtics did this versus Miami, these sort of up-and-down swings. And so they are already sort of programmed and wired to respond. And I think you're watching the Celtics grow in real time. Now, tonight, I do think Draymond responds, mostly because the response looks like more than four rebounds. I mean, the Warriors Hmm. were minus 16 on the glass to the Celtics squad. And rebounding, to me, is just purely an energy effort, a hustle stat, right? Like, getting in there. Robert Williams has been terrific. But come on, Warriors, what y'all doing? So I think there are small things that he can do um, that will look like a bounce-back game. The curious part to me is how much of the talking and the trash talking is for him versus for agitating the Celtics. Because the Celtics seem to be learning, if we don't respond, it sort of neutralizes it. Also, Monica, it's fascinating. Like, you know, who do you trust more in the trenches, right? Like, when you you think about who, who Golden State has had to go through, you know, obviously going through Denver without – 
Jamal Murray, without Michael Porter Jr. You talk about even going through Memphis, John Morant gets hurt down the end. Uh, you talk about Dallas, Luka is incredible, but really else, Jalen Brunson, it's not the same degree of athletic ability and personnel that Boston has to throw at you. So that, that's what I'm starting to wonder. Like, damn, I think I'm starting to trust Boston more in the trenches than I am Golden State to win these games. Listen, I said Golden State and seven to start this. And purely, that was purely for me off of home court advantage because I thought we were in for a long knockdown, drag it out series. But, Jay, there's something to that. In game three, and granted, Steve Kerr Warriors are terrific at making adjustments. But there is something sort of happening in game three where it was reminiscent of the Miami series, which was an absolute bloodbath, right? Like big swings, very physical. And so the Celtics, to me, seem to be very comfortable playing a physical brand of basketball. And after game one, you know, Draymond said it to us. He's like, he wasn't surprised by the Celtics because you see them during the regular season, but their length is something that you cannot replicate unless you have it. And so for them all to be kind of locked in, right in step with Ime Udoka. Like, they are playing really well at home. Now, we haven't necessarily seen them put two together, Mm. um, but I think for them, every opportunity they have to grow, I mean, you think about it, they lost game one of the first two previous series. They knock out game one in this particular series. Every opportunity that they have to grow, they seem to be relishing it. And so putting two together when you're in a good position is a big-time test for them. Even if Boston's more tested in these playoffs, never underestimate, Jay. The heart of a champion. Just listen to Clay Thompson, NBA on ESPN Radio. Well, you have to realize that time is not on our side anymore. Um, treat tomorrow as a must-win. Even though it's not a closeout game, it's still incredibly important to get one here. That was our goal the whole time, and they're just—they uh, just outplayed us game three. I mean, there's no way around it. That's—and we're gonna, you know, the best part about the playoffs is how you respond and. Never underestimate the heart of a champion, and we have a lot of those. Monica, like, these seem to be, Clay seems to be very aware that there's more road behind them than ahead of them as a group. Do you think that gives them something, some urgency here? Max, I'll tell you what. Uh, so we were having dinner with our terrific bosses. Shout out to Amanda Gifford and Peach Chone. Last night, our whole radio team had dinner. And Roz kind of brought, Roz Golanwood, our colleague, kind of brought this up. And when he said it to me, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, like, you only have so many more games to get it together. But Roz, who was someone who was very mindful of the gratitude and was with the Warriors in those early runs, was like, I just thought he was talking bigger picture, to your point. And so there is something to be said for this underlying storyline I think we've seen all playoffs particularly when it comes to the Celtics group about the changing of the guard we've been asked about is Jason Tatum pulling up a chair with the greats in the league so on and so forth I don't know if people fully appreciate all that has gone into the Warriors dynasty being built and I mean literally from just mileage on their bodies games played after going so deep for so long right like I just I I question whether or not they're going to be able to lean completely on championship DNA versus a young and spry sort of Celtics roster. And then, of course, if we were to get into the weeds of contracts and so on and so forth, I mean, yes, there's a reason they have their core three and they've been able to build folks um, or develop talent, I should say, through the draft. But listen, the West is not getting easier to me. Um, The Celtics not going anywhere and we stay specifically in the West. I would argue, Jay, to your point, if Steven Adams and Ja have been healthy for that Mm -hmm. Memphis series, I'm not 100% sure that we're here. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Monica McNutt, ladies and gentlemen. Great to see you as always, Monica. All right, cuz. Yeah, cuz. That's Thanks, right. Thanks, guys. Cause. Have a good show. All right. On the coverage 
Monaco's going to be on the coverage of the NBA Finals, and they are on ESPN Radio. Tune in for Game 4 tonight as the Celtics host the Warriors. Presented by Indeed, coverage begins at 8 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. Michael Jackson, as Key says, or Chris Brown, as Jay says. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. If you missed Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max this week... It's Zach, Friday! You missed a lot. Back in 2009, I'm at the W Hotel in L.A. Mike Tyson grabbed my shoulder. and then Everybody has a plan until you get punched in the mouth. You know what I'm saying, Jay? Everybody has a plan. You keep imitating Mike like that. Watch what happens. Uh, Mike, that was Jay, not Please me. let go of my shoulder, Mike. <laughs> but LeBron James saying out of the teams that he would like to play for, like, that's... Jay. I, I, I'm not doing it! You're no, doing it, Jay! You're doing it! No, you're doing it! No, you're doing it! You're doing it! You're doing it. You're doing it. You said no. LeBron James. LeBron James. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. The Obi-Wan Kenobi thing. Are you watching Obi-Wan Kenobi? Yes, I am. I don't want to offend anybody, yeah. but I don't even know who Obi-Wan right. Kenobi Obi-Wan is. Kenobi, oh, I got you. Up What's until up? a couple years ago, I thought it was Dark Vader. Yeah, Dark Vader. Don't stop digging. This is off the wall. This is going way back. Keyshawn J. Willemax, presented by Progressive this Insurance. His, this is when his hair was this big. <laughs> <laughs> insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and progressive.com. Oh, this just beat. reminds me of my outrageous. backyard. Come on oh, over here, Jay. Saying, Keith, I was just about to say that. Hey, this is late. Like, it's time to rock to with you. Like, oh, yeah. Late night, everybody's had a lot of drinks. All the, oh, my dad just up there with his hands up. He just, just two-stepping. going, ah, ah. 888-SAY-ESPN-729-3776. Oh, the debate rages on. No, not about the NBA Finals. Michael Jackson or Chris Brown? RC, Ryan Clark, controversial statement. I love it. Chris Brown, more talented than Michael Jackson. Talented! And I thought, well, he maybe he means more skilled. Every generation builds on the... No, he meant talent. But he did a very good job explaining why he thought that. Key says, nope, Michael Jackson... Had a pet monkey named Bubbles for that. For some reason, that puts him over the top. He keeps throwing bubbles into the equation. (laughs) Jay thinks anything that occurred before the year 2000 didn't really exist. Uh, Arnell in Milwaukee, who's right? uh, Keyshawn is right. He's most definitely right. Jay Williams, first off, I want to take my hat off to you because you are one of the few that give Milwaukee Bucks the credit. But with that being said, you and R.C., should be absolutely ashamed of yourself. Why? Yeah, because, yeah, because this man can shoot a basketball and try rapping and and did a flip 
don't mean he's good at it. That don't make some talent more talented than than Michael Jackson. This is this listen. My kids listen to Michael Jackson. They don't know nothing about Michael Jackson. They three, two years old. They don't listen to Chris Brown. Well, if they're three because and two, it's because you put them on. To Michael Jackson. Yeah, it's not like they're you eight or nine and they're them. playing That's it themselves. Not, they don't have their uh, the right opportunity to listen to what they want. You're forcing them to listen to Michael Jackson. No, I'm not. See, they they only on YouTube, and I'm asking what they listen to. It's always Michael Jackson. It's never Chris Brown. And also, I'm with Keyshawn with this as well. Michael Jackson just didn't give it a try. If, if you're going to bring that up, then you might as well bring up the Pat Monkey Bubbles. <laughs> bubbles, that was funny. Everybody liked that. Well, you know what else, dude? When you watch, like, MJ, like Michael Jackson – Hopping and breaking was kind of being invented while he was doing it. In fact, the moonwalk is what blew up popping and breaking more than anything else. And hip-hop, honestly, which led to more than anything else. It's but, a, but Chris Brown came along. All the popping and stuff is already Jay, there. Jay, don't get frustrated, man. It's already man. there, Jay. I, don't get, don't I, get, I can debate no. you. Or I, you and I, I can talk to you about this. When he starts going technical like that, I, I can't. I can't. I'm making an argument. Oh, I'm saying hey, it, I'm it, with Max. <laughs> the natural evolution of things over time, Max. People get better at it. Yes, they but become that's more skill, skilled. That's and skill. talent. Well, Mike didn't need to get better to at do it. the hey, skill, okay. Max. But Jay, if MJ was around. Today, you know. But Mike he's not around today. Get better That's why Mike had already did Chris it. Brown yeah, is more already, talented. Michael Jackson was inventing it. Much more on this. So Plus, what? who's the face of your sports town? Next, ESPN. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.